Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. He likes what they've been doing. Second down and eight. Jones over the middle. Broken up and picked off. Jortavius Martin, the rookie second round pick out of Illinois after Kendall Fuller got a piece of it. The exclamation point for a Washington Commanders victory here in Foxborough. Oh, come on. Come on. I mean, if you're going to lose, it shouldn't be because you lose at the hands, or should I say lack thereof, of the receivers that the personnel department stuck you with. This one will probably, once again, be on Mac Jones. He sucks. He's garbage. When you've got long bombs lofted perfectly into the hands of Jalen Rager, but let's make Kayshawn Booty a healthy scratch. Once again, Tyquan Thornton, Fred is staring his way all over the field until someone decided to quit putting him out there again. And then Juju Smith-Schuster at the end of the game, a perfectly delivered ball that would have set the Patriots up for a Chad Ryland attempt at a game-tying touchdown in the sloppiest fourth quarter with special teams that should be videotaped and distributed to every single football team across the United States of America so someone can teach you how not to play special teams. Patriots find a way for everyone out there who's looking forward to maybe upping the Patriots draft pick and celebrating Thanksgiving dinner, the Pats find a way to lose another loss in spite of themselves. Once again, 20-17, to 17, your final at Gillette Stadium, dropping your New England Patriots to 2-7 and seven on the season. They are 1-4 and four at home on a beautiful autumn afternoon where, quite honestly, the energy and audio of fans cheering that you heard through your television sounded about as light as the synthetic audio they used to pump through the speakers during the COVID year. Just, I mean, but it's a wicked way to lose a game. That is, for the fans who stuck around, for those that appreciate each and every football game as an opportunity to convene with friends and family and appreciate how infrequently football is played once a week, You get together with the family and the friends, eat and drink to excess because that's what we do so well in America. Buffalo chicken dip, all the favorite things, ice cold adult beverages, soda pop and sweets for the kids, souvenirs, and now you know what you end up getting? Punched in the soul once again. Like lose by 50 or find a way to win and send them home happy, but don't go out like that. What a brutal way to finish and to kick off the Six Rings postgame show here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM. W-E-E-I, weei.com on the Odyssey app and everywhere that football talk can be found. It's your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart with you until 725, at which point we will throw you to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football, a game hopefully for the fans of those two particular teams that doesn't end in such junk-stomping fashion. It will be Buffalo at Cincinnati. You can get in touch with us at 617-779-7937. The infuriation line is open. Come on, get your grouse on. We'll be here for you. I know a lot of you are still going to be stuck in traffic on Route 1 or wherever you're going on this lovely November day. 
We are here for you. 37937 is your text line. You know the socials at FitzyGFY, at Jumbo Hart, at WEEI. We'll take Mac Jones and Bill Belichick live with their postgame pressers. And, of course, later on in the program, we will catch up with our beat writer, Mike Cadlick, and we'll hear from our midday host and two-time Super Bowl champion, Christian Fourier. Andy Hart, you have now had my Foxborough filibuster to prepare your opening remarks, sir. What say you? Patriots are a bad football team, and the only reason today was a competitive game is because Washington, not a great football team, um, just way too many mistakes, and the only reason they were in it is because they made a couple big plays. Jelani Tavai, who has become, um, I think, a favorite, uh, if, if I should say, of the Six Rings crew for his contributions, leadership, and everything he brings to the table. That punch out on the Brian Robinson fumble gives you a short field touchdown. A few minutes later, you hit Ramondre Stevenson for a rare big play, 64-yard touchdown, longest of his career. But on the whole, for 60 minutes of football, the Patriots were a bad football team on offense, they were a bad football team on defense, and they were a hellaciously bad football team in the kicking game. And only Washington sort of being Washington gave you reason to believe you might be able to steal it. And even with that, you could have stolen it. And I don't know what the hell Jonathan Vilma's talking about, about the throw. What, what did Mac accidentally hit Juju Smith-Schuster in the hands? Is he not supposed to hit him in the hands across the middle of the field when you're trying to get in a <laughs> yeah. field goal range? Like, what are you talking <laughs> I mean, about, Jonathan Vilma? And I, thought, I, was even, I was even going to say to you, Andy, that I thought Jonathan Vilma was actually doing a pretty good job. Till then. <laughs> On the on the on the uh, color analyst portion of the program today, until the end there, I mean, Mac Jones threw a he threw several. Yep. I feel like the president Trump threw so many beautiful balls. Mac Jones, beautiful balls. He threw a gorgeous pass to Rager. We'll get into that one later. That was just uh, Devonte Parker downfield, awful fifty-seven yard dime, and he drops it. But at the end of the game. He put it exactly where it needed to be. And if Juju, who's been around long enough and has got his fancy sticky receiver gloves and has paid a lot of money to make big catches, if he holds on to it, then you clock the ball and then you either do a sideline pass to try to get five yards closer for the field goal or you say blanket and you let Chad Ryland try a 49-yarder to put the Patriots at 20-20 and then we're in overtime. And so, again, it's, it's almost sort of like the tank crowd, the tankathoners, got what they wanted because the Pats didn't win, and those of us who instil- who still enjoy watching football got what they wanted, which was, yes, a messy but still competitive game that provided some form of entertainment or, uh, if you want to call it that at times, all the way down right until 4 o'clock. But, I mean, really, I mean, is that not just, is that not a slingshot to the Nuggets? Is that not one right straight up to the berries? That was awful. I mean, Well, it was God, a perfect example a of our six-ring slogan. We're not tanking, we just... Suck or stink suck. or however. Now you, you can say it. stink on TV because I know you feel badly saying. By the way, how are those T-shirts coming? Uh, oh. I don't know. Fitzy's the T-shirt guy. They're We're selling the hotcakes. Hotcakes. I don't. I don't know if hotcakes. I don't know if you have a good pancake place in your town, Andy. I have a great one around the corner from me, and they are selling like hot. We really should make them at this point, and we should make Thanksgiving dinner shirts. They would sell. Sadly, this, they would sell. This team deserves all of that. Oh, My when you're God. having the penalties, the Mac th- Wilson, the Brendan Schooler. The, and, and I don't know what schoolers yelling at. On every league in America, if you're seen behind a guy with your arm wrapped around him and he spins, you're getting the flag. Do I, I think you spun it or not? Like he, right. Like it's going to get called. So you can yell all you want. This is just a, um, you know, like losers do that mentality. Like bitch about calls when it's really the obvious call. And that's where don't this team him. is. Right. Don't like you know him. better. You know better, or you don't know better. 
But you should know better because you're a great special teamer. I actually tweeted earlier, I love watching Brendan Schooler cover kicks. He is like the Tasmanian devil, just flying around, jumping, running, diving. But, I mean, you did something dumb, and they did dumb after dumb after dumb throughout this game. And Mac can bitch about some drops. He also made some hellacious throws. He almost gave oh, the, yeah. the ball away on a spot throw to Gasicki, who... There's your unicorn, everybody. Mike Kosicki still can't get open. Let me know when he starts playing this season. Um, the missed throw that was late. Do we get a rebate on, on Gasicki, Andy? Do, we, do players, like uh, I know they get guaranteed money, do we have rebate contracts? Uh, I'd like it, yeah. You, you get insurance on that? He's so bad, I want to uh, use the insurance on that. I insured that deal. But Mac had enough bad throws that are balanced out by his good ones. It was another not very good day where, I mean, the better quarterback in this game was Sam Howell, correct? I, he's not great either. By any means, but well, he's the, he was better than Mac Jones was. Yeah. Yes, and you can see though the reason why I've been telling you intermittently whenever we drift off into talking about other teams that don't make us want to open the window and then let it close on our head. Why I've described him as a baller because he's got he's got a true he's got the true will to win, but more importantly, he moves very well. He's got uh, a cannon for an arm, can put the ball in great spots. Yes, the, the, he gifted one to Kyle Duggar, and like you pointed out at the top of the program, that was to end the first half. You know, if, if he doesn't throw that one, there was a chance that this easily could have been a runaway. Howell I mean, was 29 to 45 for 325 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And Joe Braverman, if you get Horrible a chance, because I'm, I'm looking at, tele, I got everything from telephones to angry texts and emails and everything flying in right now because people are so pissed about this game. But let me just ask real quick, what was the final time of possession? Because it had to almost be two to one. The time of possession was, for Washington, 37 minutes, 10 seconds. Patriots, 22 minutes, 50 seconds. Oh, yeah, Washington dominated 50s. the game. You oh, take away those two plays. Yeah, they dominated the game in terms of time of possession. Third down, if you believe third down is like the money down in football, they were better on offense and defense by far than the Patriots. You were lucky to be in this game against a mediocre football team who, oh, by the way, in case we forgot, Gave up on their season last Tuesday when they traded their two best players. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They traded their two best defensive players, had an adequate pass rush, but they punted on the season. It's almost like they expected not to win, and instead they go in and they face a sloppy team. And I swear, my gosh, if anything is true, and we got to go to break now because we're going to try to carry Bill Belichick and Mac Jones live, and I see all of your calls. They are jam-packed like Route 1 right now, 617-779-7937. I tell you, if there's any veracity to the rumor that Mike Florio from PFT espoused this week about the commanders possibly wanting to call and see if Bill Belichick is available (laughs) at the end of the season, when you watch a team that makes all those special teams penalties and self-inflicted wounds galore, would you say it's the players and the personnel guy? Would you say it's the coach or both? And are you willing to trade picks for that? And he looks old. I also thought he looked old on the sideline today when he was you said that about, about Brady one of the penalty too. You're just, yeah, you're having an ageist stretch. It's okay. It's not ageist. He's 71. He's supposed to look old, unlike Brady, who right. I'm not sure whether he looks old, young, or weird. Well, I just saw the new Indiana Jones movie. Harrison Ford is 80, and he looked Ugh. pretty damn good to me. So, yeah. all right, there's your CG. phone number. Give us a shout, folks. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, reset the clock, get everything on track. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, when they step to the podium. Tough loss today. Pats lose 20 to 17. To the Commanders, it's the Six Rings postgame show live here on WEI. It's turning into a really sloppy game on special teams. 
There were two fouls on the play. During the return, holding against the return team, number 14. That penalty is declined. Time on cover. Snap offside defense, number three. That penalty is enforced five yards from the previous spot. It results in a first down, Washington. <laughs> Joe Braverman, producer extraordinaire here on the Six Rings Post Game Show with the most opera pro, cutting like a knife, and it does not feel all right, musical rejoin. Boy, there are just so many plays we could come back with that are just, oh, that one hurt right in the ribs. Oh, right in the junk. Oh, smacked upside the head. Oh, this one hurts in the fingers. God. I mean, Andy, I mean, mm. what is Brendan Schooler doing there? What is what is everybody on special teams doing? Mac Wilson Jr. with like an offsides by a helmet. Yep. I mean, how do you have two, not just one? What if I told you by now we'll throw in if you get a Cam McCord, we'll throw in a Joe Judge absolutely free, and together they'll make twice as many mistakes late in the game when your team needs to execute at high efficiency. I mean, there's no excuse for making mistakes like that. None. And it, the, it's just the simple reality. That's who you are. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Uh, they're still not getting it at the national level. Vilma was talking about good special teams and Belichick. Like, no, hasn't been that way for three years now. And this is who they are. They make more mistakes than plays. Today, give them credit, they actually made a few plays, and that's what kept them in the game. Special teams is Bill Belichick's baby. Nope, nope, nope. His baby is... I almost said something like bad. Um, it's not his baby anymore. Throw it out with the bathwater right now. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it, everything felt bad with the word baby, so I just pull out, pull out, stop talking kind of thing. But they, this team on special teams, offense, and defense makes more mistakes than plays. Like, I think that's the simple analysis. Like, you can go to, in your mind, if you want to, I think an optimist can say, oh, Mac made that one good throw, but they dropped. Like, but then you can always balance it out with a bad throw from Mac or a bad drop by somebody or a bad block or a bad run or a bad this like they had one late where they got blitzed on the side of a screen which should be the recipe for a big play if they're sending extra bodies and you get the perfect call you you run a screen to that side it yep. should be a big play and they got yep. like three yards and i'm like well if you can't take advantage of those i don't know where the offense and the playmaking and i know they're undermanned like they got issues and injuries and they lose um, guys like Gonzalez, and we have to see Judon, who still leads them in sacks weeks and months later, and you have to pretend that, you know, Kendrick Bourne, you can overcome that. But also, they just, I don't know, be a professional, like Jel Jelani Tavai said, like show up and make plays, and they just don't do enough of that. No, and Jelani Tavai, there's a guy that, I like uh, here's a guy, there's a guy that everyone said before, like, oh my God, how bad have things gotten that Jelani Tavai is one of your best and most consistent players. But you know what? He, as we look, Andy, to see who actually wants to be here, who wants to get after it, who is going to hopefully be a part of the future and solving the problems and not actually creating them at a time like this. Jelani Tavai is someone who can stick around for a while. I appreciate that guy's energy, effort, and attitude all the way across the board. Um, he is certainly not part of the problem. I want to ask real quick, uh, but just to have the special teams be so sloppy is just beyond inexcusable. You're halfway through an NFL season. You've got guys that have been out there for years. You've got people be in high-leverage situations being paid lots of money 
to make plays and to just to not only forget how to play the foot position well, but to make those mistakes is beyond inexcusable. Real quick, let's go back to the end of the game. What did, because I was in transition running into the studio, um, I missed the, the replay of the call by Jonathan Vilma. Did he, did he say that Juju should have caught it, but that Mac Jones forced it? Do we feel like Mac Jones kind of forced that play on second down to, to no. get in field goal range? Forced what? The ball into his hands and he couldn't uh, take advantage yeah. of it? I mean, no, just catch was, the ball, right? Vilma, I don't know what Vilma was talking about. Vilma had an up and down day. He made excuses. He was he was critical in some ways and then kind of weird in other ways. Um, but no, he, he seemed to think Mac should have gone somewhere else and I don't really understand why. Like, he catches that ball and we're living to fight another day. You know, I nailed this game in a way. Remember when I said it was going to be a Chad Ryland field goal? It should have had a chance at a Chad Ryland field goal. Now, would have tied it and won it. Yeah. We should have just jumped on the air and said, oh, an over first of the season overtime at the Razor, blah, yep. blah, blah. No, it, that, we and were Mac deprived would have had another comeback two weeks in a row at, at Gillette. Not two weeks in a row, but two games in a row at Gillette. Mac would have had a comeback drive. Like, there, there was an opportunity to be had there, unfortunately, Juju. And Juju actually had a nice catch on the, was it the exact throw before? I believe it was the throw right before this one. Made a really nice catch, nice hands catch, but... You know, the consistency and that's that's maybe that's a perfect example. The same two players on consecutive plays, good throw, good catch. Ooh, we got something. Throw, bad deflection, interception, game over. Like that balance that's so fine for them between playmaking and mistake making and too much of the mistake making. Yeah. Uh oh boy. Now ooh boy, timelines are gonna be on fire. But first we go to Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Okay. Thanks, coach. Super helpful. Lots to learn there. Were you expecting to learn something? Oh, my God. I mean, just the report. This is not the... Uh, come on, Bill. Come on. Well, they I mean, everyone. I'm not that green. I'm not that naive. I'm not that dumb. I don't just play the part. I swear. <laughs> swear. I, it's like, just these are very simple questions. And, and why not well, all fours? You know, like, why, uh, how come? How come? Yeah. What, basically, a simple question like, why did Sean Wade and Jonathan Jones open the game? And then he was sat down. And then you have J.C. Jackson. Here you go. Just uh, posted a few minutes ago. Mike Giardi, our pal in the locker room. J.C. Jackson to Giardi, quote, I'm not talking. J.C. Jackson to reporters waiting for him in his locker. Jackson didn't enter the game until the third defensive series. Yeah, I thought it was clear that those guys were, I don't know what word you want to use, benched, um, paid a penalty for poor performance. I don't know what was going on there, but, you know, he was terrible last week in the performance at Miami, and he didn't start the game. You'd think he's a starter. I mean, I don't know what Bill's motivations are with Booty, with those two guys. Like, there's a lot of personnel questions. I'd like a follow-up with Bill. You know, Mike Kosicki's our fifth receiver. Well, how come he never catches the ball then if he's a receiver? Like, yeah, how come he doesn't really even get that many targets? Like, what is he, what, last week he went two for 11? Yeah, this he's got one target this week with no catch because he got blanketed by a guy who wouldn't even let him run his route for him, ran it for him. Um, it, yeah, I mean, there's... The the I mean some of the answers are so simple he can't give them. We're not overly talented right now. <laughs> like we don't really line up and have five receivers. And you know Jalen Rager had a nice block on the long Ramondre Stevenson touchdown run. Then he has the drop on the deep ball. Who knows? Maybe if if Booty's in there, he doesn't make the block, so you don't get the Stevenson touchdown run. But maybe mm -hmm. he catches the ball. Who knows? Like the butterfly effect. But the reality is, 
they're lacking talent in a number of areas right now due to injuries, due to poor roster management, whatever the excuse is you want to make. And that's why you get a dogfight game with another questionable football team that, as I said, kind of gave up on its season earlier in the week. Yeah, I mean, can can we just can everyone just sort of knock it off now with oh they're gonna go on a run before the bye and then afterwards it's the Giants. Stop, don't just say like there's so many other ways to deliver news or share opinions or just waste your energy. Like it's not happening. This team is so damn inconsistent. Actually, no, they are very consistent. They are consistently frustrating, consistently bad. Well, yeah, they're consistent bad. at being consistent. inconsistent. Yes, well, no, I exactly. think they're consistently bad. Like they are. There's way more bad plays than good. It that's good to bad plays should be what? What can we agree on? A five to one, a ten to one, yeah, a twenty four, to one? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. I would say a five to one. Back in the the Brady heyday, I'm sure it was at least a ten to one ratio. Right. But to be reasonably successful and competitive in the NFL, I would hope and or imagine it would be at least a five to one ratio. And it's it's like one to one right now with this team, and the good ones aren't good enough often enough, and the reality is we thought this team wasn't very good in recent years you're finding out what not good is you're finding out what bottoming out is you know not being able to really feel the competitive team like you're finding we thought we went through some doldrums and some bad football that wasn't entertaining wasn't competitive you're you're real i mean you're at the bottom of the barrel basically and there's no real sign to believe it's going to change. You missed an opportunity today to steal a game if you wanted to move up in the standings. Now, if you're on the other side of that decision and you want to lose games, today was a good game. Although, after watching Caleb Williams last night, I'm not sure where Caleb Williams... Uh, oh, I feel like jumping in his parents' lap and right. crying right Let's now. Let's all cry God. together. Group Let's cry. all have a good hidden group cry. And then, like Caleb Williams said, go home, watch some shows, and then cuddle up with our dog. Yep. That's about what I feel like doing right now as well. Shout out... Um, on the socials at Bryson NFL. Biggest rivalry in the NFL right now is Patriots fans and deciding if they want their team to lose or win NFL games. Lose. You know what I would say? I would say that is that is uh, that is and won by uh, Patriots fans on whether wide receivers or the quarterbacks are their worst position group on the team, or whether or not it's Max fault any given week. Like there is so much infighting. That's what I was saying before Belichick came to the podium. Like the, my timeline, and I'm sure the same with you, from timeline to mentions and beyond right now, social media-wise, where people are taking a lot of their frustrations out, and yes, we will get me. to all your jammed phones momentarily. People are just, it's Mac's fault. It's the receiver's fault. No, it's not Mac's fault. Blah, blah, blah. He forced it. They didn't. They suck. You suck. I mean, when Christian Fourier said on our postgame show last week, hey, guys, watch out. It's going to get worse. Did you think this is what he had in mind? Um, I wasn't sure, uh, and I think it is getting worse. We even can get into it later. Our guy Andy Gresh, his radio partner during the middle of the day, analyzing some lip reading of Jonathan Kraft in his luxury box and what he may have said at one point during the game. I don't want to say it yet because um, this is a tease. Plus, I'm not a great lip reader, and I never know if it's accurate or not. Okay, so we're going to have to We'll see if we can get any of our finest lip readers on that as well. Perhaps. Do we uh, have one? Uh, I used to dabble in it. Fitzy and Hart have like a uh, retainer from a uh, lip reader <laughs> for professional lip readers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure someone can find it on the socials or maybe we can get a little screen cap and we can get to work on that uh, during the break as well. Joe, uh, we're trying to keep the time. Do we need to take a break now or can we take calls or should we do that afterward? Uh, let's take a caller. Let's let's see okay, what Foxborough Faithful is saying. Let us welcome in uh, the gridiron grousers and the Foxborough Faithful right now to let us know how they feel about today's very disappointing 
effort. Uh, let's see, Andy, we, we've got five different states on the blower. We've got Florida, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, California. Which way you want to go? California, baby. Let's go across the California, country. California, all the way across the California, California to Greeny on the West Coast. Hi, Greeny. Welcome to Six Rings Post Game Show. Fitzy, what the hell was that we just watched? Jesus. Just another terrible football game played by a very mediocre football team that isn't hell-bent I mean, on beating itself, Greeny. I, I mean, Pop Warner seems you know more entertaining at this moment. I, I, I'm, what, there, there's not enough Sam Adams in the entire New England basin to, to make this feel better. No. I mean, Jesus. No, that you could give me, Greeny, you could give me all the double dry hop, double IPAs, East Coast or West Coast, and fill the Quavin Reservoir, and that would not be enough to wash away the taste of the seven defeats on this season so far. It has been absolutely nothing short of brutal. I mean, you know, tank isn't a big enough word, but I, I, I did want to get your, your take on, do you think that the second that Josh was blown out of uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. that uh, Senior Kraft kind of perked up and went, what? What? what what's that? Yeah, Josh? You know, uh... You know, listen, if, if uh, Greeny, I thank you for the call. Enjoy the rest of your day. At least you've got sunshine and three more hours of daylight to enjoy. So please get outside and enjoy it. Um, I think the McDaniels family, or so rumor has had it, uh, could very well still be in the area, if not making their way back. McDaniels back on this team this year? No, I can't see why. Uh, unless he can coach special teams as well, uh, or maybe figure out why there's frustration in the secondary. Otherwise, I don't see what Josh would add to the party if Bill O'Brien were not retained following the season or decides to matriculate his way to another franchise. Could I see a reunion with Josh? Sure, but the crazy thing is with the taxes that he doesn't pay from his Vegas salary that he's owed the next four years versus what's going on here, he'd actually be paying money to coordinate games. So I don't think he'd want to do that, Andy. Yeah, I I really don't. I don't think it makes any sense right now, personally. Um, And... and (laughs) I have no idea what's going to happen after the season. I mean, no. I don't know that Robert Kraft would want him to replace uh, Bill Belichick. I, I tend to think he would rather have Gerard Mayo, but now I don't even know if he would rather have Gerard Mayo. I know a lot of people believe you got to blow it up and really tear it down and, and go in a different direction. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. And, and you're right. If Bill O'Brien were to leave... And Robert Kraft kept Bill Belichick. Let's just you know play along. He keeps Bill Belichick. Bill O'Brien leaves. Do I think Josh McDaniels could be brought back? Absolutely. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your number. The lines are all jammed up, but we will get to as quick as we can. We'll also carry Mac Jones live when he steps to the lectern. We'll talk to Fourier later. We'll talk to Catholic later, and we will talk with you as we break down another frustrating day in Foxborough. Patriots lose twenty to seventeen to the Commanders. This is the Six Rings Post Game Show on WEI.